0: Do you want to have fun, change your life, and change the world in seven days? Welcome to Dance Our Dreams, where I playfully fuse music, motivation, and healing our planet through simple weekly experiments that help you achieve your big dreams and the big dream of our planet, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Aloha, I'm DJ Valerie B-Love, the vibe goddess. Our world needs us to take bold action now. And I believe every little thing we do adds up to make a big difference. Y'all ready to be the change you wish to see? All right, let's rock this.
1: All
0: right, what's up, Love Tribe? Aloha, it's DJ Valerie, and I have a very, very special guest with me who I got to meet near the ocean, which is my favorite place in the whole universe. And she is somebody who helps people get clear in their inside life and their outside life particularly she's a former psychotherapist and social worker turned professional organizer and an author of a brand new beautiful book called The Clutter Remedy Remedy this is Marla Stone welcome aloha marla hello hi <laughs> how are grateful, you
1: grateful grateful to be here with you
0: me too so tell let's talk about like why it's so important to have you know uh, an organized life, and what happens if you don't have an organized life? What what goes on?
1: Well, I think the most important thing we all want is an ideal lifestyle. You yes, know? and we and we have dreams, and sometimes even secret dreams that we don't admit, and we're not focused on. It's just like put one foot in front of the other and get through the day, and we. You know, we're needling ourselves to do just the everyday things. And we forget about our dreams. And when that happens, we do get disorganized because it's not the right track to be on. It's, you know, we're not being the conductor of our life then. We're just a victim of the everyday minutia. And so it's important to be organized. Obviously, that makes everything happen. Including our secret dreams, uh, but it's a it's a it's a vicious cycle that unless we are focused on what we truly want in life and creating our ideal lifestyle for ourselves, then our motivation starts to decrease because we are a little depressed that life isn't grander than it can be, and therefore we start to get decreased motivation to pick up after ourselves, to you know declutter things, and we tend to. Over accumulate uh, as a way to pacify ourselves and soothe these feelings of despondency or disappointment.
0: Yeah, it seems like this. Like, I know sometimes back in the day, like I definitely would do some shopping online and be like, oh my God, I'm feeling depressed. I'm going to go to Zappos, you know, and just, but then I would buy stuff and then I would return it all. And it was like I was bulimic with buying stuff. You know, and I was just like, yes. and I used to be bulimic as a teenager, you know? And so there's that strange pattern of trying to fill up my soul hole with something yes. from the outside, exactly. you know, and there's obviously all these external things that we can do. And so clearly our space you know, is a reflection of our external space is a reflection of our inner space, right?
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I say. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about
0: about your book. Congratulations on your book. (laughs) Thank
1: you. You wrote a book. That's so incredible. Yes. And it's in Barnes and Noble, all across the country, everywhere in Canada too. And it'll be translated into all the languages.
0: Oh uh, my gosh. Even
1: including opercons.
0: And can people get it on Amazon too?
1: Amazon, Barnes awesome. and Noble, the clutter remedy. Okay, good. Indie books. Perfect. So, even though it's not a, I'm not an independent publisher. I didn't publish. myself publish. It's published by New World Library. Okay. And so, it was very interesting to work with a real editor, and a publisher. That That's was very awesome. exciting. Good for I'm glad you. It's over. <laughs> that part that part <laughs> he was like right, okay no. gave
0: birth now i need to go take care of this little baby that's out in the world and share the baby with everybody yes. that's so cool i know i know
1: so, so let's talk
0: about let's talk about the criteria where we you were just talking you know before we got on there um about the criteria for you know making decisions on what you're going to bring into your life and i imagine there's some criteria for making a decision on what you want to declutter so let's it, let's share yes. that
1: okay so i didn't i wasn't in Enthusiastic about people use uh, uh, choosing the things that they want in life based on a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, that they felt something about it. So, and I, uh, it was hard for me to think, you know, does this make me happy? Or so I came up with a criteria that I think is much more concrete and logical. Uh, to what you keep in your life. And and we do focus on what you keep rather than getting rid of. I didn't like that word rid.
0: Okay, got it. It just
1: seems like a you know nasty word. So the first criteria is will I use it? And even at your turkey platter, you use it once a year, you're going to keep that. Yeah. And does it serve a purpose? And that's like the heatier fireplace, you know, here in California, we have one, but we may never use it, but yeah. you're going to keep it. Uh, Same thing with like a community uh, pool key or an extra key to the car. Those things serve a purpose. So we're going to keep those. Is it sentimental? Mm. And those are, you know, and those things we, we have feelings about those things. The thing does not give us a feeling. You know, like Wilson, the volleyball in that movie. You know, the or my lint
0: from my belly button that I got on a date back in nineteen eighty four. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. You you may feel something, but the object's not making you feel that. Yeah. Um, and then do you love it? So Mm. that's so that really helped people because people were well, I need this for this, and I've got to have this for this, and. And then I started saying also, you know, nothing in your home or your office or your workplace is a need. Needs are air, food, water, shelter, sleep, elimination, and sunlight. Mm. The seven things that keep us alive. Everything else is you want it, you don't want it, you will use it, you won't use it. And then the criteria, the four criteria, you know, will you use it? Does it serve a purpose? Is it sentimental? Do you love it?
0: Love it, and so so let, that segues into this week's experiment of the week. And you know what I I thought was interesting because my awesome assistant uh, Elizabeth, you know, she takes all the notes and things, and then she gives them to me, and I get to look. and And it was like, change your language, change your life. And I was like, Elizabeth, is this is a mistake because we're talking about decluttering, and <laughs> you know. And then I, of course, asked you. So let's talk about that. And obviously, it, it overlaps with what you just said.
1: Yes. Yes. So, okay, so the first thing I discovered when I was working with people uh, as a psychotherapist was they people said, "I need a lot or I have to or I got to." Then, when I came into the professional organizing arena and I'm in front of people in their space, and they're saying, "I need this, and I've got to do this, and I must do this, and I have to do this over and over and over, I heard people just needling themselves to death, and I thought, you know, no, this is not a need, you know, going to the bathroom is a need, eating food, nutritious food's a need, Uh, breathing, but, you know, those other things were not needs, they were objects, they meant something, or they didn't mean something, or they would use them, all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. it became very clear that uh, need was a lie to the subconscious process, Mm -hmm. and that it was actually derailing people. Uh, From doing what they actually wanted to do. So they would say, Oh, I need to get a haircut. And I'd say, Do you want a haircut? And then they would say, Well, hmm, when you say it that way, I don't know. You know, maybe I want to grow my hair out. And then I realized people use indecisive language all Mm -hmm. the time. Besides need, the most other used phrase that I was hearing was, I'll try, or I tried, or maybe possibly. But, could, should, would, and then kind of, sort of, or sort of, kind of. Yeah. Two indecisive words that we have now paired together to be really indecisive and wow. not make decisions. And so that factored into decluttering, because if you can't make a decision because everything's indecisive, then you know, you're not going to make good decisions about what to keep in your life and what to toss. So the third part of the language thing, though, was the most revealing of what has happened to us as humans, uh, and and why we're not productive as productive as we could be, and why we don't follow through on our dreams. And that was I feel like or feel that, followed by a thought rather than an adjective or a feeling word. So we've literally eliminated adjectives and feeling words from our life altogether, Hmm. which makes us very robotic. And then we're totally indecisive and very needy for everything except our actual needs. And so this, when I started to realize the language was causing perpetual disorganization, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, the first thing, first thing to do is first help people figure out what their ideal lifestyle is, what they truly value in life, because then I would know what they would want to keep as far as objects. So if you used to value knitting and you have a whole closet full of knitting and, but that was five years ago and now you would rather go to the beach or play music or go out with friends, you know, and exercise or Mm -hmm. just socialize then what's the knitting doing in your real estate. Right. So all these things started to come to me and I realized that if I could, I wanted to help people realize that these things were not needs and that they could be decisive and that they could actually share feelings and and that was going to be a better way for them to go forward. So
0: your company, Ideal Lifestyle, Inc., it sounds like you work with corporations, you work with individuals. What's the biggest turnaround in you know, somebody's success, mindset, feeling, whatever it is, once they've hired you and they've they've gone through a process with you and, you know, decluttered some things and got some good thinking patterns going? Like, what have you seen as the like, oh my God, I didn't know my life could be so blank, you know, afterwards? Yes,
1: well, you know, I think the the main goal is that their life would be so ideal. Like they would be on their true path. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've helped over 2000 properties in the last nine years. And so that's, you know, if you count at least three people per property, it's a lot of people I've worked with that once they went from need to will and willing themselves to stop over collecting and over accumulating that's number 1 to mm-hmm. stop bringing the stuff and the stuff didn't come in with a you know fairy godmother magic wand kind of right. a- effect you know it didn't blow in from a wind tunnel it either was you went out and fetched these things right. or they were delivered to your doorstep or given to you and then you brought them in so the stuff doesn't just magically appear So the first thing is that they would stop over accumulating and then they would stop putting things on surfaces, just piling, you know, we're natural born pilers. So people would stop piling things and putting things on the floor and on their furniture and everywhere to create a cluttered effect. Mm. And if they, if they did that, when they do that, uh, it's okay. Uh, We do that once in a while, we get cluttered but that they would will themselves to put it back in its home. And so the actual clutter remedy strategy is very simple. Uh, the rules are nothing on the surfaces, except for your computer or you know your pens, certain things that you use daily, weekly, or monthly. Uh, nothing on the floor except for furniture and rugs and okay. baskets. And uh, everything contained or categorized first and fine-tuned into subcategories, and and then everything contained, and then everything has a home, a permanent home. So if you think of stuff that's on your desk, it's like a neighborhood of things, and then the container that we put the categories into is the house, and then where you put that container is the lot.
0: Okay, got it. Wow, this is great, and as I'm looking around my little world here, I think I'm like, okay, I do have a stack of books and notes over there on the floor, which I'm thinking, like, I don't have a home for them just yet because I think I'm going to go through them one day and I haven't yet. Same thing with my desk. I'm like, okay, every, it's pretty good, but it's not great. And as somebody who I imagine a lot of your your clients and l- our listeners are busy, overwhelmed moms, they're busy executives, they're busy humans, dads, you know, entrepreneurs, people, and they're just like are you kidding me? Like, I'm lucky if my teeth, all my teeth get brushed today, you know, because they feel so overwhelmed, right? And so to take time, you know, to develop a system, how does one approach it, you know, one step at a time and not think like, I have to take four weeks off of work to do my whole house, you know, and, obviously, and some people may not be able to afford a professional organizer like you. And so how can they exactly. well, mentally the, approach it?
1: Yes. Well, the book, actually, the editor was so fervent. On the fact that this little book was going to replace me, and so it it really has every single secret. But to describe what you a person can do just to start is clear everything off the floor, clear everything off the desk, clear. uh, Let's say you're going to do a an office, so you just literally take everything out of the drawers, everything off the desk, off the shelves, don't move your furniture until after, don't move rugs or anything or heavy electronics. And, and it's a task that you had when you were very, very young, where you put circles with circles, squares <laughs> with squares, and triangles with triangles. Right. So once you get everything, it's like, like you're moving, literally. So you're gonna put everything yeah. in a clear bin, a big bin, 66 quart bin, and then you're gonna have little bins. Just line up some littler bins and then start to categorize. They could be bigger bins too if you've got a lot of bulky stuff like books and things like that. Mm-hmm. The first step is to categorize everything that you own. Yeah. And then you go through each category. So let's say it's a, 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 a whole bin of books. So, and you know, we like to collect books. They're, we have every intention of reading though. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's it's we like to collect them whether we read them or not yeah and so um i have people go through their books and say will i read it you know will i use it does it serve a purpose so for instance you can have a book on um you know those books that talk about how to clean things mm-hmm. or how to fix things yeah well you want that you know when you want that it's not like you're going to read that every day or read it for Relaxation, but it's a manual of sorts.
0: Yeah, like reference areas to so exactly. categorize so that, that kind of stuff. It serves a
1: purpose. Yeah. Uh, is it sentimental? Some books uh, are just beautiful just to have on your shelf. I have, I have some beautiful books, and they either were given as gifts to me or you know, they just have some meaning to them and they make me feel happy to have them and I, uh, I appreciate them. I appreciate seeing them. I'm, I don't read them often, if at all, but there's something about them. Yeah. And then do you love, do you love it? Do you just love the book? And so once you decide how many you're going to keep, uh, then you can subcategorize. So now all interior design with interior design, feng shui with feng shui, music with music, art with art, fiction with fiction, nonfiction. So you start to put order to your objects, and then find the perfect home based on use, how often you use it, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly. And so let's say something's daily. Well, that's going to be right on your desk, you know, or right next to you, but in a basket, not on the floor. So just to keep those rules. Yeah. And uh, things that you use, uh, let's say, every other week, they'll be a little bit further away from you, perhaps on a shelf. And then the things you use once a month could be in a cabinet or, you know, in deeper into your filing system. And the things that you only use once or twice a year, you just put those further away. They can go in the garage or a nearby guest closet or things like that. Nice. So that, you know, that so that you're not overwhelmed by everything that you own all in one spot and you're not crawling over daily, weekly, monthly or or. Occasional to get to daily, weekly, monthly.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. This is great, and it sounds like all this is in your awesome book, so people can get this and they can obviously get a hold of you and hire you. Which would be—it's always nice doing something with a buddy. I know, like when I help my friends move, it's just they're like, oh, "Why don't we do this?" I'm like, "Throw this out, keep this. This is awesome," you know. And it's easier when you have somebody who's a it little is. bit less, you know attached to this thing. So I bet, you know, organizing with a friend would be fun. It's I had a girl...
1: clutter buddy.
0: It is a clutter buddy. <laughs> Get a clutter buddy. I know my 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 best friend Heidi here in, um, uh, in Boulder, Colorado for my birthday, because I had moved and I have an art room and I make mosaics and I do all sorts of different things and everything was still in bins and I hadn't unpacked the art room because I was just busy doing my, the rest of my life. So for my birthday present, her and her kids gave me they came over. They're like, "We're going to help you set up your art room and organize it." And I was like, "Oh, no way! This is the best birthday present ever!"
1: Yeah, and it was just
0: so fun, you know. And we had a good time together. And now it's like, it was just neat. So yeah, get a
1: clutter buddy for sure. I love that. Yeah, um, or, or a professional organizer. Or a
0: professional organizer, if, exactly. You know, so some people are just like, "I don't want to be your clutter buddy." Yeah, I'm sometimes
1: dizzy. friends have good intentions. Yeah, but the strategies and the techniques that you have after working, you know on thousands of homes is far different than, you know, yeah. perhaps what a friend can do. Yeah, and but- also making things neat is, and tidy is not necessarily, does, does not equate to being perpetually organized. So long-term. So those things are intrinsic and it, it is uh, partly changing your language and then looking at your objects with the criteria Love it, and making sure they're placed, contained, and placed properly.
0: I love it. Okay, so let's talk about let's talk about the the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal of the week. So, it you know you said you love all of them, which is great, and um, <laughs> we all do. Um, oh yes, they're so good. But I thought number um, number twelve did I say twelve? Yeah, excuse yeah. me, twelve. Uh, responsible consumption and production sounds like it's just in alignment with you know, Mm -hmm. what your mission is on this planet. And so I think that's something that we all want to think about. You know, when, like you said, when you're going shopping, if you do follow this criteria Mm -hmm. that you've created in your book, you're going to, you're going to consume differently. You know, you're going to end up empty handed. You'll be
1: like, yeah. Yes. so You'll most likely leave empty handed, which is okay. uh, Because you've remembered you already have it or one like it or and you realize it's not a need. And so, yes, the concern, and we are going more towards minimalism, mm-hmm. but I still happen to be a maximalist. I love stuff and I like to go to thrift stores. I'm a, I'm a green shopper. So, nice. uh, and I, I just love having beautiful uh, artifacts and just beautiful objects around me. I'm in that category. I have friends that are very minimalist. Uh, My father's and mother are very minimalist. And so, but that's, you know, an individual taste. So we all have different tastes. Uh, Some people might still like, uh, you know, floral patterns and wallpaper and fabric and others like stripes. So it's okay to have things. And that's why I started to focus on what, what you keep rather than get rid of because there's so I found that so many people thought it was a good idea just to get rid of things and that would solve their problems of being organized when that has no there's no correlation between how much stuff you have and how organized you are it really doesn't correlate so I but when you know obviously we don't want to over accumulate and over collect we want the things that we're going to use that we find satisfaction with that, you know, create a happy feeling, an enthusiastic feeling. When you walk into a space, you want to feel uplifted. Totally. So really focusing on that criteria is very helpful to not, uh, you know, bring things in that are going to be neglected.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Let's talk about your song of the week that, you know, the title of it sounds like how you want to live your life and inspire others. So yes. you, you chose. Well, you've got
1: to get up every morning, put a <laughs> smile on your face, show the world all the love in your heart. It's mm-hmm. beautiful by Carole King. Ugh. I love that song. So good. If you go to karaoke with me, you will hear me sing that song.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm coming to karaoke with you because yeah. I'm, I'm a mean karaoke singer. Mean meaning not very good. Uh, no, I'm okay, but yeah, it's fun. Karaoke is hysterical, right? It, um, it is. It and then let's talk about your uh, your nonprofit, your organization of the week that you support.
1: Well, it's uh the Philharmonic Society of Orange County and what we do there's there's all different little chapters all throughout Orange County but it's groups of primarily women mm-hmm. and we donate our time and some money uh for charity events. We build up charity events. We have the Design House in Orange County that we do every year where we pick a house and we have all these interior designers come in and you know, fix it up. Whoa, cool. And the money goes to uh, education programs for music nice. in the schools. And we support children going to see some of the children for the very first time. We'll go to the music center. Mm-hmm. We have Seegerstrom Hall here in Orange County, and they'll see a concert
0: nice. and,
1: and, you know, busloads of kids. And we usher them into the facility And we just make sure that, you know, music programs stay alive in schools. You know, when we were kids, well, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, everything was pretty much paid for by our tax dollars. And Mm -hmm. now that's not the case. So if you want your child to be in theater arts or music or sports, you're paying for it. So with music, if if we can supplement a family uh, to do that for their kids when they can't, that's what we're about. And we, we have great heart to do that.
0: I love it. And you said that this, the Philharmonic Society is also an international organization. So if you, you know, find something in your local community, that you can tune into this as well. Exactly.
1: Hopefully. Usually you start with <clears throat> your local music center. So you know, every city, large city has a music center generally. And associated with that, you'll find a Philharmonic group that supports not only the music center, but these programs for Love
0: children. It. That's awesome. I know when I was, I used to live in San Diego, God, back in the nineties and uh, it was when I first started DJing and there's all these burning man people and young, you know, artists and musicians and tech people and architects. And we're all just like, all of California's funding for the arts and music is getting stripped and these kids don't have anything. So we started a nonprofit called Get em, Global Education Through Music so oh, we were doing after-school yeah. programs with kids and teaching them about the world and themselves and empowerment and using music and art and tech as vehicles. Um, holy cow.
1: Don't That's start horrible. a nonprofit
0: unless you've got like a lot of time and money. Um, <laughs>
1: yes, it, it, <laughs> it was it definitely, yes, but do it. And but do it go get involved. Young. You
0: don't have to, to go start your own nonprofit to be involved. And so that Marla, you and I were talking about like, You know, you can get involved as young as the age of three. You know, I had a guest on uh, with Give Your Day, and she has kids um, donate their birthday presents to different charities. And so, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, they're duplicate birthday presents. (laughs)
0: You go to anything, you know, or donate their whole thing. It's just the point is, it's like whatever the small thing that you choose to do today, it can add up over your lifetime. You know, so it's never too late to start making a difference. And so, yes, thanks. Well, that's one
1: of the decluttering techniques I use with kids, parents, and kids is to talk about giving and donating their toys or things that they're not using or things that were became too small to charity uh, Mm -hmm. for kids that can't afford those things. And it's a really great strategy when you're thinking about your stuff too totally to think, can someone else use this? You know, I'm not using it. It's been hanging in my closet for 15 years, you know, yeah. this beautiful bright pink suit. <laughs> right. But you're like, I'm it's never going to wear story. it. Right. I <laughs> had <laughs> yeah, this pink suit that hung in my closet for 15 so. years. I would wear the it's pink suit. <laughs> suit, So I could have put it on at any time, any Easter, any all, but it just sat there. And one day, yeah. you know, when I started to get used to this idea of criteria and I thought, you know, I'm not going to wear this, so someone else will.
0: Yay, that's awesome! Well, thank you so much for being a special, special, super guest. Where can everybody find you? And you already told us where we can find the Clutter Remedy. Where can they find you um, on the web and on the interweb? Yes,
1: well, I'm, uh, <laughs> ideal underscore organizer on Twitter. Okay. On ideal organizer on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I. Deal Like I I think it's i dash deal dash lifestyle on okay. Facebook. And then my website is wwwi deal lifestyle.com.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. And everybody I'll put all this and stuff- buy the books,
1: the book, the book, the book. Yeah, go get the book. Get the book. On Amazon. Yeah. And all the websites.
0: Yay. Marla Stone. That's awesome. And I'll have all these links and everything for you guys in the show notes at DJvalerybelove.com forward slash podcast. And so you can get all of that good stuff. And thank you so much again. Do you have one tiny last word of yummy wisdom for our, our love tribe out here?
1: Yes. Write 10 things that you want to do before you die. Ooh. Yes. Write Maybe. 10 things. Those are going to be things that you truly value, that you truly want in life and then fulfill them.
0: Yay. I love it. All right, cool. Yay. Thank you again so
1: much. All right, everybody. How
0: about we do, I like to do a big inhale of love into our hearts before we close out. And exhale peace out to this gorgeous, beautiful planet that we're a part of. We're so blessed to be here. All right. Aloha, Love Tribe. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, big dream dancers. I know you want to start making a difference in your life and the planet today. So head on over to DJValerieBlove.com forward slash podcast for your free dream sheet for the weekly Dance Our Dreams experiments. And remember, I'll check you out on Facebook Live every Manifesting Monday at 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on the DJ Valerie Be Love page for support on each week's experiment. And I really, really do know how busy you are and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts so other badass changemakers like you can benefit from this show too. Sending from my heart to yours. Peace, love, and aloha.